Hey friends, I'm Brad Livingston, lead pastor here at Transformation Church. I want to personally welcome you to our podcast. At TC, we exist to see people transformed from who they are to who God wants them to be. So no matter where you are on your faith journey, I hope today's message inspires you to take one step closer to Christ. Welcome to Transformation Church, everybody. First year, or first week of 2021. One more time, can we give it up for Jesus all across this place? We are so excited. And uh, man, I, I genuinely believe that God does want to do something new. And I know we say that like a cliche every year, but how many guys know after last year we could use something new? Come on, like, like so uh, it's, speaking of, we got a number of things we're going to talk about in a second, but um, you know, the, the series for this month we're kicking off is called Shine. And uh, you know, today I want to talk to you about this idea of rise and shine. Uh, my grandma, who is my mom's mom, she's a pistol and a half, all right? So uh, she has a middle finger about this long, and we see it every so often, all right? So uh, no, I'm kind of kidding. Anyway, so uh, she, uh, she is something else, but uh, she's the one you don't want to mess with. I got a spanking one time for laying on a bed. I'm going to let that register for you, right? Like I was laying on the bed. She was like, don't lay on this bed. I was like, well, what do we do with beds? I don't know. I'm confused. And so uh, she just don't play games. And so one time uh, when my grandfather was working overnights, uh, he was sleeping and he hadn't been resting well. And so uh, she lifts the window because there was a rooster that would crow every morning, you know, at sunrise. And so this one particular day, he had not been sleeping well. And she was like, man, I got to make sure this rooster is not crowing uh, because it's going to wake him up. And so, sure enough, rooster starts to crow. And so she lifts the window of the bedroom, points the 12-gauge out the window, and fires it at the rooster. Like, you know my grandfather came out that bed. Like, what is happening right now? And she said, I didn't want the rooster to wake you up. Right. Some of y'all got it. Some of y'all are like, I don't understand the problem. Right. So, uh, but all that to say is, how many of y'all know he might, he was rising, but I don't know if he was shining because I'd have been upset. Now, today I want to talk to you about rise and shine because here's what I know. Last year might have been tough on you, but this year and moving forward, I believe God's got something special for you. Whether you're, whether you're in the room, whether you're online with us, I believe God has something special for you. But here's what I know. You can complain about what's not or you can start to adjust to what is. You can rise and whine or you can rise and shine, but you can't do both. And so I believe that God is preparing some things for us, but if we're not preparing some things in us, we'll never be ready for where God wants to take us. And so it's our job, it's our responsibility to say, all right, God, I'm going to start doing some things in me. I'm going to start preparing me so that as you are preparing what's coming for me, we're all going to be lined up getting ready to go where we're going. And so with that, Matthew 5, 14 through 16 is kind of the theme verse for the series. And it says this, you are the, say this with me, light of the world. He goes on to say, a town built on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on its stand and it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others that they may see your good deeds and glorify your father in heaven. 
What we're reading in Matthew is the command, not the request, but the command for all of us to live a life in such a way that no matter what comes our way, we shine the light that's inside of us to show everybody else whether you're going through pain that Jesus is better than your pain, whether you're going through struggle that Jesus can overcome your struggle, whether you're going through beauty, whether things are great for you, then God still gets glory out of all the things that are great for you. No matter where you're at, God wants to get the glory out of whatever you're going through. If it's struggle, then you lean on him in the struggle. If it's blessing, then you're praising him for the blessing. But no matter where you're at, God wants to get everything out of your life. I was telling one of our young people uh, just this past week, I said, I don't want to stand before God and him say, I had this much for you to do and you did this. I want to stand before God emptied out of every bit of purpose I have in me because I did everything he called me to do. And I hope that that is the life that throughout this series, we challenge you to live. And with that, there's a few things that will help us shine our light for the world to see. And so, man, uh, I want to let you know a few things. One, oftentimes we don't feel equipped enough to start letting the world see. And, and we have, coming up this Wednesday, we do have First Wednesday. So they're kicking off on January 6th at 6.30 p.m. right here in the auditorium. We do have childcare. We do have all those things going on for you. But we want to let you know, we want to start equipping you. First Wednesday is going to be a deeper word, deeper worship, an opportunity for us to go where God is taking us in a way that maybe we can't necessarily on Sunday mornings. And so we want to encourage you to come out to that. On top of that, we have the one-year Bible that kicked off the very first of January, and we want to encourage you guys to join us. Many people say, I don't know where to start reading my Bible. Like, There's a lot of books in there. There's a lot of people talking. I don't know what's going on. We have a reading plan that will give you, that'll help you read the whole Bible in a year, and it keeps, gives you a devotional to read along with it so that you understand what's happening in the Word as you're reading it, all right? And so I want to encourage you guys to take advantage of that. Here's why. Because there's life in the word of God. So if we want life in us, it's got to start here. How many of you guys have ever tried to get life out of something else and it didn't work, right? But when we go here, this is the source that God wants to give to us. The other thing that's happened in 21 days of prayer and fasting. All of us are good on 21 days of prayer. That fasting part though, y'all know what I'm saying? Like God's like, oh, listen, 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 I got to hear from the Lord on this, right? 21 days of prayer and fasting, January 3rd through the 23rd. So we want to encourage you guys to come out Monday through Friday, 6 a.m. for one hour. We, it doesn't go over. It never goes over. It ends at 7 on Saturdays at 9. And then I want to encourage you guys, when we're talking about fasting, you're like, what do I fast? I want you to pray about what God would have you fast. There's a number of different types of fasts. There's fasting windows. There's different types of food you can fast. Here's the reason why. The, the reason why fasting is important is because when you deny your body what it wants, and then you encourage your spirit for what it needs, you start to connect to God in a different way. And so I want a donut this morning. Y'all know what I'm talking about? Like Krispy Kreme, like I had to pass a hot now light to get here. Y'all know what I'm saying? And so <laughs> I, the, the, I said, get behind me, Satan. Okay, today ain't the day, all right? It's early in the fast. Come day 21, I'll be hurting, okay? But now, so we want to, as we deny our body, we are encouraging our spirit. And then I want to let you know also that uh, our kids team has released 21 days of prayers to pray over your children as well. 
for parents that are in here. So we want, I want to encourage you, get that, download that, and pray it over your kids. Each day it's a different prayer topic. I want to encourage you to do that. Next is our TC small groups. And so we're kicking off groups today. So uh, we are pumped about that because we love groups at TC. Uh, we are a church of groups, not a church with groups. And so uh, if you're not in relationship with somebody, you are missing out on, on the impactful relationships that God has for you here at TC. And so I want to encourage you, check those out. They're launching today. You can go to mytc.life in the lobby today after service. Uh, we have tables where you can sign up for different groups. And we've got all kinds of stuff. And here's the one thing I want to encourage you about when it comes to groups. Because some of you have been trying to uh, navigate what it looks like to live a life with relationships that aren't good for you, trying to grow in Christ. You're surrounded by people who aren't encouraging you, trying to figure out why you can't grow. And I want to let you know, stop dimming your light because the people around you let theirs go out. So find some people that will build you up instead of constantly surrounding yourself by people you feel better than, hoping that your light's going to start shining brighter. How many of you know we don't need darkness for our light to feel brighter? We need people to help us get our light brighter. And so I want to encourage you, get in some relationships that will help grow you, okay? That's why they're so important. And then last but not least, if you're ready to take a step after the Christmas service this past week or two weeks ago, so people are like, I'm ready to take my next step. If you're ready to join TC, if you're ready to discover your purpose, if you're ready, you're ready to get connected to the calling that God has for you, you're ready to get moving this year. 2020 was a doozy. You're ready for 2021 to be something that you start moving forward and joining teams, looking for your purpose, discovering what God has for you, joining TC. You can do that at Next Steps. It's after the 1030 service right down the hallway. And we'll have two classes we have every week, but you can join. Let's kick the new year off right. All right, guys. So all that to say, we have a lot going on. And I want you to know that there is a space for you to start growing in what God is calling you to because I believe this year can change in Jesus' name. You guys with me on that? All right, and so let's get moving. God wants us to shine. Say shine. Turn to your neighbor, say shine. Right? Look at your neighbor you just neglected on the other side of you and say shine. Wow, you have no love for that person. I said try it again. Turn to that other person and say shine. Okay, very good. I believe you now. All right, so God gives us a window into the life he wants us to live in Ephesians, all right? So we're going to go there. Ephesians 1, 17 through 18, and I pull down the message paraphrase because I want you to hear the way that they put it in the message Bible. He says it like this. I ask the God of our master, Jesus Christ, to make you intelligent and discerning in knowing him personally. Listen, the one of the things that's going to help you shine is knowing God personally, not just knowing about God, knowing God. Not just knowing the God that your grandma gave you, but knowing God for you. Not just knowing the God from Sunday school, but knowing God for you. Knowing the God that brought you to this place, knowing him and being in a relationship with him, knowing him personally, your eyes focused and clear. Listen, it's time that you get out of the days of what you cannot change and get into the game of what you can. Listen, me and Ryan, we're the only ones in here today. Y'all better keep up. So that you can see exactly what, he's, what it is he is calling you to. Grasp the immensity of this glorious way of life he has for his followers. Oh, the utter extravagance of his work in us who trust him. Endless energy, boundless strength. How many of you are ready for some endless energy and boundless strength? 
Come on, put your hands together for Jesus. If you're ready for English energy, boundless, thank you. Okay, I want to make sure we're all on the same page. 2021 is going to be a year where y'all help me preach. Okay, so, but how many are ready for endless energy? How many are ready for all the things in life that are sucking joy out of you, sucking peace out of you, sucking energy out of you, for God to start bringing some of those things back into you in Jesus' name? How many guys are ready for strength? When everything in the world tries to knock you down, tries to own you, tries to put you flat on your face, there's something inside of you that comes from God alone that says, every time I want to fall down, he's going to pick me back up. There's something in us that can come from God, but hear me, it can only come from God. It can't come from your job. Stop looking there. It can't come from that relationship. It'll break you before it helps you. But there's something in God that's never ending because it's a source. Man, complete energy, complete strength. And so it's time to rise and shine. Turn to your neighbor and say rise and shine. It's time to rise and shine. Second Chronicles 7.14 says this, if my people, say if, if my people who are called by my name, everyone online, look at the coffee shop barista right now and say if, you're going to freak them out. They don't know what's going on. But if my people who are called by my name will, say will, will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will, say I will. This is God talking. I will hear from heaven. I will, say I will, forgive their sins. And I will, say I will, heal their land. You see, far too many of us are looking to God to do his part without doing ours. You see, all these promises God says, God says, I want to heal your land. He says, I want to forgive your sin. He said, I want to hear you from heaven. But hear me, if you don't start the process, I don't complete it. Matter of fact, we put it like this in your notes. If you do your part, God will do his part. If you do your part, God will do his part. Does that mean he needs you? No, but he's looking to help you participate. And in other words, God's looking for you to sow so then you can reap. God's looking for you to do your part so he can produce his part. But you do have to do yours. He, like this, how, how many of you have a dream how many of you have something in your heart that you feel like God is leading you to do? How many of you are aiming to, uh, to have hope going into this next year? How many of you are praying for your marriage that it would be restored? How many of you are looking for healthy relationships? How many of you are looking for God to do something great in your life? You're looking for your job to change, your income to change. You're looking for that degree to finally hit. You're looking for school to finally start going your way. It feels like every time you go to class or every time you take a test, it feels like your mind is in a different space and, and you're not doing well. You're, you're, looking, you're looking for all these things to line up in your life, but hear me, if you're not lining God up in the beginning, none of it goes right. Hear me, if you do your part, God will do his part. But he says, in there he says, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray, turn from their wicked ways, seek my face, and then I'll. And for so many of us, we're looking for God to come through for us. Listen to me. It's time for what's inside to come outside. It's time for what's inside of you. It's time for the internal. It's time for what's on the inside of you to start showing up on the outside of you. It's time for you to, even though you don't have it all together, to start proclaiming who Jesus is inside of you to the people around you. I know you feel like you're not qualified because you're still going through some stuff. Look around this room. Everybody's going through some stuff. All right. Listen, I know you feel like, I don't know, like I'm a still a new Christian, maybe. Like I'm still trying to figure some of this out. You know what I mean? My language ain't all that right. <laughs> Traffic still gets me heated. You know, like I still cuss out the McFarland. 
flurry machine. Like I'm still, because it ain't never working. Like I'm still, like, listen, hear me today. I'm not looking for you and God's not looking for perfection out of you. He's looking for consistency. He's not looking for you to be a hundred percent. He's looking for you to be in a pursuit. He's not, listen, if everyone around you is a worse heathen than you, guess what? They won't know when you mess it up. So shine anyways. Like, if you shine to a room full of people that know nothing about the Bible, they won't know that you quoted that scripture wrong. <laughs> Be like, yeah, there's a scripture that says, if my people who will heal their land will humble themselves and wicked face. I don't know, it's crazy, but God wants to know you. <laughs> Why? Listen to me. You don't have to have it all together to be used by God. Matter of fact, we're going to look at here in a few minutes all the people that God used that didn't quite have it all together. There's a story uh, of a man who receives this inheritance from his father. His, his father passed away, and he receives this inheritance, but here's the deal. The inheritance is buried in the backyard. And so he goes out there in the backyard and looks around doesn't see it. After days of just looking around in the backyard, he gets frustrated. He starts calling his friends. Man, this is just this is ridiculous. I don't even think it exists. I don't even think it's really here. It's, there's no way. Like, I'm just frustrated. How some of y'all are online right now. You watching the sermon while you're on Facebook putting comments on stuff about how bad life is. Just, just bitter right now. Like, and so he, he, he starts complaining. right? And then he comes to this space <laughs> where he even uh, finds out that he has a cousin who got an inheritance from his uncle, who's his dad's brother. And, and he had the same type of promise. And so, but guess what? The cousin found his inheritance and starts living this life. How many of y'all know if I found $2 million? I don't know all of what would happen. My shoe game would be ridiculous. <laughs> but he, so his cousin finds his inheritance. So he's living the life. And, and so, man, God just gets bitter. How many of you know sometimes it's hard to watch other people get blessed while you're waiting to get blessed and still keep your joy? You'd be like, God, how come you haven't blessed me like you blessed so-and-so? So, -so? so he, he's going through the journey, and what he doesn't realize is this. Every time he walked into the backyard to look around, he walked past the shovel. Every time he was watching TV complaining about how bad things were, he didn't realize that the metal detector that he could have helped find what he was looking for was sitting next to the TV. Every time he was talking on the phone, he didn't realize that the map to the inheritance was next to him because he was so blinded by what he was trying to say, he wasn't able to see what he was looking for. He didn't realize that the cousin had the exact same layout, the shovel, the metal detector, the map. He was so fixed on being bitter, he wasn't looking at how he could become better. And what he didn't realize is if he would have put in the work, he could have gotten the blessing. Hear what I'm trying to tell you today. Many of you are walking, looking around, telling God why you don't have something, why he's put the shovel right next to you. 21 days of prayer and fasting starts this week. Guess what? You can start putting in the work to get to what you're trying to get to. If you'll put in the work, God will give you the blessing. Listen, you can keep watching Stephen Furtick and Mike Todd. You can keep watching Pastor Brad Livingston even if you want to. Like, you can watch all these people, but until you start putting to work the good words that you're hearing, I know it feels good to your heart, but are you letting it change your spirit? Listen, you can keep doing all the stuff, but until you start getting to work on your life, instead of getting permission to keep living the life you think you're living, until you start going to where God is taking you, you're never going to get the blessing and the inheritance. You can get bitter at how everybody else around you is growing and you're not, but they're putting in the work and you're not. You're welcome. Hear me. Until you start growing, don't expect growth. 
It's time that you start digging. Where do I dig? Right here. Because there's life right here in these pages. Listen, well, how, do, how do I even know where to start digging? Use the map. Like, start looking where God is leading you. We've even given it to you in digital format. We're posting every day on the reading play. How do, well, how do I know what God's trying to tell me? Listen, get into a group where people can help lead you and encourage you, where you stop getting bitter and you start getting better. Listen, God wants some things for you, but you got to want it for you more than God wants it for you. All right? It's time that we start picking our heads up. It's time that we start going where God is leading us. And this time we start doing the work because the only way 2021 gets better is if we do things differently than we did in 2020. If you do your part, God will do his. But it's not going to change just because you want it to. It's time we get off the couch and go to work. And I like my couch. Some of us are looking, God, give me, re- give me these resources. Give me this direction. Tell, uh, just self-reflection moment for just a second. How many of you, is this your prayer life? God, give me the resources. Give me the direction. Give me the help. Lead me. Guide me. Give me everything that I need. Except I'm just going to sit here and wait on it, though. Listen, God parted the Red Sea, but they still had to walk across it. Oh. He, ma- he always made a way, but there was still our part. And it's time we start doing our part while God is doing his, and we'll start seeing miracles happen. Turn to your, turn to your neighbor and say, I'm going to see it. Come on, say it like you believe it. Say, I'm going to see it. Look back at him and say, because I'm doing my part. So it's time that we do our part. Psalms 1, 1, 3 says, blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the wicked. Come on, somebody. Not listening to you. Listen, if you want your marriage to stay together, quit calling the person who just got a divorce. Listen, if you want things to get better, stop going to your complainers on Facebook. Okay, listen, I'm trying to, t- I'm trying to help y'all out right now. I hope, I hope you're getting it. All you watching online, stop going to the people that are miserable trying to find joy, all right? They're not going to give it to you. They're tapped out, baby. They got nothing left. I'm here to tell you today that there's something that you can find if you'll start going to the people that already have it. Start building some relationships. Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the wicked, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of mockers, but his delight is where? In the law of the Lord, in this book. And on his law, he meditates day and night. He is like a tree planted by streams of water that yields its fruit in its season, and its leaf does not wither. In all that he does, he prospers. Listen to me, that's a life that's here for you. But I'm telling you, you got to go get it. I want you to understand this. It's impossible to shine when you let your light go out. It's impossible to shine when you let your light go out. I want you to understand something. I want you to grab a hold of this. There is no circumstance, no pain, no struggle, no hardship. There's no year like 2020. There's nothing in the world that can make your light go out. You have to let it go out. There's nothing that can rob 100% of everything from you unless you voluntarily give it up. But God says, what if your source was never ending? What if, what if it never went dry, Right? You've got to be able to see again. Proverbs 29, 18 says this, where there is no, say that word with me, vision, the people perish. Where you can't see, where you've given up on what God wants to do, where you've let go of what you believe God is going to give you, where there's no vision, people perish. It says it like this in the message. It says, if people can't see what God is doing, 
They stumble all over themselves. What in the 2020 does that say right there? Y'all know what I'm talking about? I just feel like I stumbled all over myself. Some of y'all have only got completely dressed four times in the whole year, right? Because you were just zooming from the top up. I don't even need, like, it is what it is. Okay, so, but when they attend to what he reveals, when they attend to what he's bringing, when they attend to what he opens up for them to see, when they attend to what God wants to do for them, when they attend to how God is going to move in their lives, what are they? Most blessed. You see, God wants to do something in our life. And, man, no greater way than have we seen this in a story of some of the people in our church who have taken the step. They're relatively new to TC, but they jumped in. And when they got here, they started moving a little slow. And once they realized, you know what, I can't move slow. I need to go forward. I need, to, I need to give God my everything. We're starting to see them blessed and moving forward. I want you guys to have a look at Hayden Michaela's video. Go ahead, guys. I'm Hayden Aiken. And I'm Michaela Ramos. For now. Our story with TC begins about six months ago when I sensed God calling Michaela and I away from the church we grew up at. Um, and uh, I saw on social media what God was doing with Transformation Church and the new campus and everything, and God used that to get my attention. And after a very long summer of watching <laughs> online, uh, we ended up here and recently decided to call it home. So God has brought some really important people into our lives since we joined TC. One of those has been, um, has become one of my best friends, and that's Charity. <laughs> um, and then he's also brought a um, close relationship with Eli um, and a close relationship with Pastor Brad. And we've really enjoyed just getting to know the people here because everybody's just really great and amazing. We haven't been here very long, but people at Trans Transformation Church have already been impacting our lives. It did not take long for people to start pushing us out of our comfort zone and uh, making us or encouraging us to seek discomfort and get in the word and start growing again after a long period of being stagnant. So it's been a very uh, significant blessing. The biggest impact that the people of Transformation Church have had on my life personally um, have just been the close relationships and friendships. Um, that we've made here and um, just an absolute blessing from God, um, the people that he sent our way. The biggest change that I see in myself now that we're a part of TC is just I feel that I'm connected to a family for the first time in a very long time um, and that I'm being held accountable by people who really care about me and want to see me grow and succeed and um, better my relationship with the Lord. I think a pivotal moment for both of us um, in our process of joining TC was the first time that we went to small group. Um, we went to Coffee Guy for the first time and just sitting down with everybody and getting to meet with them um, outside of a Sunday morning type setting. Um, we sat down and just really instantly felt connected with everybody around us and it felt like we were sitting around the table with family for the first time instead of strangers. And that's when we knew well, that's when Michaela knew, and then yeah. Hayden was like, I'm going to pray about this, and I was like, okay. It was a little bit more drawn out of a process yeah. for me. It wasn't like a moment. Yeah. God's been doing a lot in our lives since we got here, even though it's only been a short amount of time. The community that we've grown close to here has encouraged us to be in the Word more, be praying, and to repent and let go of sin. That has just kind of been a part of our lives and that uh, I've grown complacent with for a while, and kind of breaking free from a time of being stagnant in my life. The service culture is really special here and we're, we're really excited to get to be a part of everything this church is doing. We're like really excited to be here and be part of the vision and the future that TC has in store. 
Come on, let's give it up for Hayden and Michaela, man. It's an awesome story. So we are, we, we're pumped about like what God is doing in people's lives. And I believe he wants to do that in yours. I believe that God has a plan for you and I believe he wants to get you moving forward. Sometimes we're looking for everything to be perfect rather than just getting in a pursuit. Man, I need, I'm gonna make sure this is lined up. How many of you got kids? Raise your hand if you got kids in here. How many of you thought you were ready for kids? <laughs> Even if you did, you were wrong. Y'all know what I'm talking about? Like, I, I was talking to a young man. He was like, man, I just don't think I'm ready for marriage. I said, then you never will be, bro. Because even if you think you are, you're not, right? You start finding out those things about each other. Like, man, it's crazy right here. I didn't even like it. Right? Why? Because, hear me, you're never ready for the next season of your life. But that doesn't mean it's not time to go there. So God wants us to start moving. And here's the thing. We think that our life and our past has the ability to dictate to God whether or not he can do something with it. We think whatever we've come through and how bad things have gotten and where we've come from, we think that our past has the ability to tell God whether or not he can do something great with our life. And let's take an inventory of the people that we read about in here, shall we? Let's talk about Paul, right? Paul's killing Christians, persecuting Christians, doing everything he can. And listen, he had a past, but that doesn't mean that God didn't have a future. You're talking, you're talking about how bad things can be for you, how bad the things are that you've done, how bad your track record is. Hear me, it ain't worse than Paul when he wrote 13 out of the books in the New Testament. I think God's got your back in whatever you've come from. You know what I'm talking about? Talk about David, right? Talk about someone disqualified. He sleeps with another man's wife, has that guy sent to war so that he doesn't get called or so that he can have the wife. Guess what? In spite of all of that, God calls him the man after my own heart. I'm mean, here to tell you that even if you think you're qualified, God goes out of his way to qualify the disqualified. It doesn't matter uh, that you have been lost in running in your life, that you've run from the call of God, you've run from the plan of God, and quite frankly, you've run into the arms of all the things you shouldn't have been there because Moses did the same thing, lost and running. But hear me, when you run, God can restore. You find yourself troubled like Peter. There was no knucklehead in the Bible like Peter. Listen, all of us got that one friend that's like a complete moron. Peter was worse, I promise. But that just means that no matter what you're going through, hear me, God can make you his own. And even like Job, when everything in your life feels too bad, he lost his wife, he lost his kids, he lost his house, he lost his animals, he lost everything that he had. Hear me, it doesn't matter when you think that it's too bad because God comes on the scene and can help you rebuild. Whatever you're coming through, I'm telling you right now, God's got you. Look around this room right now. Just have a little look. If you're online, you can't see around this room, but I want you to imagine all the people in here, right? There are some people who never thought they could experience true joy again, but God. They never thought they could have a fresh start again, but God. They never thought they could experience love again, but God. They never thought they could find a family again, but God. They never thought they could find purpose again, overcome their addiction. Never, never thought that the pain that was caused by a family member could ever be subsided enough that they could start to feel life again. They never thought that they could be free from the bondages that have been holding them back. Hear me. But God comes on the scene and gives you a fresh start you couldn't even find in yourself. God is looking to give you everything that you need. Hear me, I'm not qualified. 
Hear me, but God can make you qualified. I've gone too far in my life, but God can take the foolish things of the world and confound the wise with it. I've gone to the place where God can't do anything with my life. Hear me, he can do it. My life is too messed up, but God can take a messed up life and start messing things up around them with that life. God has a plan to come on and do things in us and through us. Listen, get around religious folks and they'll tell you all day long what they do for God, but get around some people like it's around you right now and they'll tell you all day long what God's doing for them. Why? Because when God comes on the scene, he's changing some things. Listen, I hope that you're ending this message with your heart and courage today because God wants you moving forward. The darkness of your life doesn't eliminate God, but when he shines through you, it will illuminate God. Grab a hold of this. The darkness in your life doesn't eliminate God. Whatever you've gone through doesn't make it to where God's not here. Hear me. Everything you've gone through makes it to where when he pulls you out of it, it shines the light on who should have it the most, and that's him. God should be getting everything out of your life. Don't let the darkness of your life make you think that everything's too late now. Because God's got something he wants to do in your life, through your life, with your life, that he can do something great. I hope you guys are grabbing a hold of this. You were with me before the video. You better be with me after it. Come on, somebody. How many are ready to start 2021 differently than you ended 2020? How many of you guys are ready to let Jesus get glory out of a life that seemed like it was too far? Why? Because when he's on the scene, he gets it all. God gets the glory when he takes the darkest parts of our lives and shows the world how bright he can shine through them. Listen, you thought that it was over. It's not over because God says it's not over yet. You thought that it was too late. I'm here to tell you it's not too late if God says it's not too late yet. You thought that that relationship was over. God says, if I say it's not over, it's not over. You thought that it was too late for your job. You thought that your income was going down the tubes. You thought that all this was happening. Hear me, if God's still involved, it's not over yet. You may be looking with an army behind you and a Red Sea in front of you. You don't know how God's gonna get you through this, but he can make miracles happen with obedient people. Let your life Be something that gives God glory. Even when you can't even say words, people are looking and saying, look at how God did that. Look at how God came through on that. Look at how God moved in that. I don't even know if I believe in him yet, but I believe in what he just did in that person's life and in that person's life and in that person's life. How many of you are ready to let God start moving in and through your life? I'm here to tell you he's ready to get glory out of the life that you live. First Chronicles 127 says, but God chose the foolish things of the world to confound the wise. The, he says that he took the things of the world to shame the wise. God chose the weak things of the world to shame the strong. Can I tell you something? I'm a foolish thing. Oh, come on, somebody. I'm a foolish thing. You know, God had a, a, he had his pick of the litter when he was going to pick a pastor for TC. And I guarantee you, there were some that were more qualified. I don't know about a better shoe game, but there were some that were more qualified. We put work into some things around here. There might've been some that went, went to a different college because y'all, some of y'all know that anyway, that's irrelevant. There might've been some that had a better education. There might've been some that didn't have a record. There might've been some that didn't get arrested. There might've been some that didn't get into trouble. There might've been some that weren't dealing. There might've been some that hit me, but hear me, hear me, hear me, hear me. God takes the foolish things of the world to confound the why. It didn't make sense for me to be here, but I'm still here. And where you are at the end of this year, don't have to make sense for you to be there, but God can still put you there. 
I'm hoping you get this before we wrap up today. God doesn't need your permission to bless you. God doesn't need your permission to lead you, to guide you, to place you, to make you all that he's gonna make you. Why? Because when God's on the scene, it's never too late. God wants to lead you and guide you. He wants to encourage you and strengthen you. Endless energy, boundless strength that we would lead a life that shines for the world to see. Y'all ready to shine today? It's time that you rise and shine for the world to see what God can do in a life completely surrendered to him. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for today. We thank you that you lead us and that you guide us. We thank you that, God, this is your season, not ours. All over social media, I'm seeing memes and posts. It's my season. God, it's your season. But I believe, God, that when you take your season, you're going to make it our season. So God, I pray right now for every person that has cried their last tear over their life from last year. God, that you move supernaturally. Ooh, church, I just, mm. Hmm. Some of you are online, some of you are in the room right now. I believe God is speaking that to your heart right now. You have cried your last tear over last year. It's time that joy resurrects in your heart again. It's time that God leads you into a new season in Jesus' name. So God, I pray that you lead us. Father, that you give us joy, that you allow peace and hope to erupt inside of our hearts and that God, we will look to you in ways we didn't even know that we needed you. God, I pray, Father, we would find ourselves close to you, our affection stirred for you. Oh God. We thank you, Jesus. In your name, we pray with every head bowed and your eyes closed today. If you need God, very simply put, sin has separated you from God, but you're ready to put your faith in Jesus and allow what Jesus did on the cross to rescue you from that life and lead you to a brand new one. You're ready for Jesus to give you a fresh start and you're ready to kick this year off. And God, I'm giving you everything. If that's you today, you're online, you're in the room, wherever you're at, we want you to know Jesus is ready to give you a fresh start. If you're ready to say yes, he's ready to meet you right where you are. I want to pray this prayer with you and this prayer doesn't magically make you saved. This prayer put words to the actions of your heart that says, you know what, God, I, I believe Jesus that you died for me and I'm putting my faith in you that you paid for my sins. And that faith alone is what makes you saved. But we want to pray together so that you can have confidence in this faith. So I want to invite you to pray this prayer with me if you're believing that. And the whole church is going to pray with you so you're not praying by yourself. So church, let's pray together with our brothers and sisters. Say, dear Jesus, forgive me. Forgive me my sins. Forgive me my wrongs. Make me clean. Make me pure. And make me whole. I believe you died for me. I believe you're giving me a fresh start. I'm ready to shine. I'm ready to point to you. And I'm ready for the world to see you in my life. So I give you my life. Make me brand new. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. TC, let's give it up for all those that prayed today. Man, we celebrate with you. Awesome, awesome, awesome.